Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Andy. And before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about RebateJet.com. What is RebateJet? Well, it's a piece of software that I created that will help Amazon sellers get their products noticed. You can launch with promo codes, rebates. Not only that, but you can list your product for free on the RebateJet third-party marketplace. You don't pay a single penny unless you make a sale. And when you do, it's only a $1 flat fee per product. Try it today, RebateJet.com. Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Um, that is a, a definitely a great question. And um, a lot of you aren't going to like my answer because my answer is really to, um, to focus on TikTok because you have the highest chance of reaching the most people doing the least amount of work. And I know that it might feel like video is a lot of work, but this is very raw video that is on TikTok. That's kind of the draw to it. Um, most of the videos that you see are unedited and um, recorded with a phone. Um, and the other thing is just start somewhere. So Andy, you're absolutely right. Um, you don't want to get yourself overwhelmed and try to like, be like, okay, I'm going to be on all the platforms. Like, no way you will not do that. That is a lot of work. Like even as somebody who runs an agency, I do not do that. I focus on like one platform at a time um, and wherever I'm going to get the most bang for my buck. Um, for our clients, we're on multiple platforms, but that's, you know, what um, what we do. But um, so I would say focus your energy into TikTok because of the opportunity that is available on that platform. There is not that opportunity on Facebook whatsoever in any way. Um, and unless you have a group, but even then it takes time to build a group. I'm sure you know that. Um, and then, uh, um, I mean, Instagram, there's appeal, but you're, it, it's going to be hard to get in front of people. So TikTok is your, is the lowest hanging fruit, especially for, um, for product or service based businesses. Love it. So can you give me an example? I, you know, I know that a lot of times clients don't want you to share their products or kind of what they're doing, but, but, you know, anything that you can maybe, um, you know, change a little bit to give people an idea of what it would look like, you know, maybe to run a campaign for a, a brand for, for like a week. Mm, what do you mean? I'm sorry. Like what, like what, in other words, like what would be like, you know, if, so I I'm coming on board. I I'm coming, I'm saying, Hey, like I'm here. Um, I sell, uh, you know, dinner plates or kitchenware, you know, like what would be the plan for me in terms of like the first few weeks, uh, uh, you know, on social media, like, you know, can you just give me like a quick kind of rundown of some of the things you might do in order to get engagement with that brand? Okay. So um, if you were working with us, we would put you on the three platforms. So um, we would start off by collecting any assets that you already have. So like any photos that you have ever taken of it, um, any time that you've ever been mentioned in any sort of um, publication, any, and then we would probably like kind of direct you into taking some more photos um, of yourself. Like we need photos of you. So, because we like to be, very much um, an extension of the brand and not like uh, we want, we want to include you in the branding. Um, it makes it more personable. Plus people react better to pe pictures of people. Um, and, um, and so then um, for the video content, we usually come up with a list of different videos that we think could work. Um, we also 
would probably ask for your product if there wasn't like tons of skews um, to, so that we could do videos as well. For dinner plates, like there's a lot of really fun videos that you could do of like adding food and taking away food or stacking plates or just showing them all in general. Um, I don't know. I feel like I didn't answer that question very well, but <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, like we do a lot of the competitor research and come up with some content fillers. Um, I also have like a questionnaire so we get a lot more information about um, whoever it is that we're working for so that we can uh, kind of create out of that. But then we just start creating content. We schedule um, two weeks out, which makes it a lot easier. I do, I recommend that business owners do this and I know it feels like a lot, but if you could dedicate like an hour or two to social media once a week or every two weeks and just got everything scheduled out, um, it, it wouldn't make your life easier. You'd be able to show up uh, consistently. Um, you could put all of that brain power into like one time of thinking rather than every day, like feeling guilty or realizing that another day went by and you didn't do what you wanted to do about it. Um, so I, yeah. <laughs> cool. No, I like that. So, um, you know, the other thing that I would love to know is, um, you know, if somebody is, if somebody's like sh afraid to be on camera, right. I know that before I started this podcast, before I started doing a ton of lives, like I'm an introvert, not a great public speaker. I feel like I've progressed quite a bit, but like any tips for people who, you know, you kind of mentioned are, are a little bit afraid to be on video. Yeah. Um, first of all, you have a really good speaking voice. So <laughs> I used to be, uh, my day job it. used to be an air traffic controller. So I, I had yeah. to be clear and concise. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, so you don't necessarily have to put your face on camera. Like I just mentioned, um, it, there is something about it. Like we are humans. We like to see human faces. People are attracted to it. Um, but there's ways to get around it. Like we have a client that we don't really have, like we don't get a lot of video content from them. So there's a filter where it's just like eyes and a nose and a mouth and you can put it on pictures. So we do that a lot um, and kind of do silly stuff with it. Um, if you're a product, there's, there's a ton of videos you could do that don't show your face videos of packing your product or, um, getting it. And if you're, if you're creating it in your house, like obviously you could do a lot of videos of, um, or if it's in a studio nearby, you could do videos of the actual process of it being made, um, not showing anything proprietary, but just kind of like the fun stuff um, like you mentioned, you could do a day in the life. You could do a day in the life like every single day where you're just taking videos of your feet, of your food, of your um, drive, of your whatever, you know. Um, if you're a particular product like the dog food, like all of your videos could be dogs. I mean, everybody loves dogs. So if you have anything to do with pets or kids, like that's what sells on, on social media so um, it's just being a little bit more creative about like what what could we do here um, at, without my face, although your face could be really helpful at some point for sure. I'm not seeing a lot of faces when I get in, onto TikTok. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you don't see faces? You know, TikTok, okay, so TikTok alg algorithm is actually like one of the best algorithms. They, I, I saw this article not long ago about how they were selling it because it's so good. But, like, everybody's in their own little TikTok space of seeing exactly what they want to see. So, like, that's, like, the one feed you don't have to curate because they're not – there's not a bunch of advertisers. 
like your grandma's probably not on there yet. And so it's just like, it's literally like the best content that you want to see right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things I'm not on TikTok. I'm, I'm one of those people who I have a daughter, so I get very scared when I pull TikTok up. Cause I'm like, you're never, ever going to be on that platform in the, in the history of, <laughs> no, uh, it's probably going to be something worse. Not ready yet. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. it's probably, no, she's too young and she, they don't get to use technology either, but you know, I'm sure there'll be something worse, like when she's a teenager. So it'll be even harder to, you know, figure that out that the, the algorithms will be even worse, but, um, that being said, um, I have seen some great content in terms of entrepreneurs and people doing kind of short form instructional stuff. So uh, there's definitely some benefits there. I can I can totally see that. Now, what do you say to those people who are like, hey, I'm 43 years old, you know, like I'm not seeing a lot of people in my age group on TikTok, even though that is changing. I, I, I've seen the demographics change. Um, you know, wh what do you say to people who are, you know, I'm too old for this? You're not. Um, no, the demographic has completely shifted. I think I actually did a TikTok presentation with the Amazon group um, about, and I, I had some of the statistics in there about the demographic that um, that has changed. And so if you look at like the adopter curve of Facebook, like it started off with college students and then because um, it was only open to college students and then it, um, it adjusted from there into um you know like 20s and 30 year olds and then now everybody's grandma's on it and so um they're way past the, the early adopter phase and so tiktok started off the same way with a very young generation and it has since um grown especially through the pandemic a lot of people were uh on their phones like on tiktok and um, the demographic has changed drastically. And so while there are still a large number of young people on it, um, the I think 29 plus is about 40% of the users right now. So um, it is definitely, um, there are people of all ages and um, on TikTok right now for sure. All right. So that means that there, there's a new platform in the horizon in the next year or two that everybody will escape TikTok and say like, there's too many old people there, just like Facebook, right? And exactly. then they'll, they'll migrate to the next platform. So that'll be interesting to see what comes next there. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, working with influencers, I know that like a great or at least a decent technique when you're first starting out is to maybe partner with somebody already on the platform who has a decent following, give them free product, give them some type of value, you know, to in exchange for kind of getting the word out about you. Do you have any ways of uh, finding good uh, influencers that are actually like quality uh, that aren't, like you said, buying likes, you know, kind of having these fake followers, you know, any way to really tell if, you know, somebody is legit and, and might be good to work with? So on Instagram, um, there are different programs that you can put um, handles in and they'll give you like a grade of the account. Um, there's even extensions like Chrome extensions that you can add that'll give you the grade of the account, which will basically tell you is this a legit account. It's like an A, B, C, D, F grade. Um, so that that is scanning for um, <clears throat> like how much engagement they're getting, how fast their followers are coming on, things like that. Um, so I know that, I mean, working with influencers can be really helpful, but it could also be, um, it could also kind of bite you. Um, one thing that I heard uh, 
from some really amazing marketers is to use influencers as a way to create content for you. So rather than um, focusing so much on what they're going to be doing for you, as far as like bringing people in, because in reality, um, statistically, they're probably not going to bring that much sales to you. Um, And so make sure that there's somebody whose content creation kind of matches the vibe that you're looking for. So um, people who could create pictures or videos that you can then use for your own assets. You can use them on your website. You can use them in your ads. You can use them on your Amazon account. You can use them for your content. Um, That would be a better way of doing it, or at least how I'm looking at influencers um, at this time. Awesome. So the other thing I'm curious about, and I, like I said, I don't spend a ton of time time on TikTok, so th- this is going to be a selfish question. But like, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've done a couple of of duets, but like, how can you use? I know that a lot of people use duets to to like really grow uh, grow their 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 engagement and following. Like, how does that work? And what are some techniques for for duets? Interesting question. So I think that there's a lot of techniques for um, for growing on TikTok. The advantage to duets is like if you're using the same sound and it's like kind of a um, a, a specific sound, like uh, a unique sound, um, then you'll be under that sound of videos. Um, if you can add something to the content. So there's some creators who have literally like um, gotten their following from how well they add to the content that's already been created. So whether it's something funny usually or um, just something uh, educational. Um, I think that what I have seen is really helpful as far as helping an account grow is like, number one, like using, um, using, there's a lot of things. First of all, not having a lot of like dead air and keeping your video short when you begin with. People have a really short attention span. And so like seven to eight seconds, under 15 seconds is going to be really helpful when you're starting. Um, and then using trending sounds. So think of TikTok as like the opposite or like inverse of a meme. So like with memes, you know, like we all get, we all understand the picture and we add text to it to make it relevant for us. Um, with TikTok, we all get the sound. And so then you're just adding video to make it relevant. Um, and then it, like you could stitch videos, meaning like you take their first five seconds and then you add to the end of it. A duet would mean like you guys are doing, you're both talking at the same time. I feel like those are a little bit harder unless you're actually looking at a video that doesn't have any talking with it. Um, but like I said, like there are people, there's like this kid and he reacts to people doing like um, their seemingly normal things. And he's like, why are these people doing this? Like, that's really funny. So if you can add value, um, if, if you have a very well-known product and you find videos of people using it, you could definitely do at those. Um, if you are selling dog food and you find videos of people um, feeding their dogs, like you could do it or stitch those. You could respond to all of those. One thing that's really amazing is the way that brands react on TikTok and how they get into the comment sections of very well-known um, or well-viewed, highly viewed videos and and become a part of the conversation. So there's just still a lot of, a lot of opportunity on that app. I love that. So um, that kind of uh, brings me to a few more questions. So, you know, what are some of the things to get the most visibility? I know things like hashtags, like you said, you know, some of the other things, the the duet stitches, uh, stitching, like anything else 
uh, like what are some great techniques in order to get the absolute most amount of visibility that, that, that you can in whatever it is you're doing? Um, I think sounds play a big part of it. Um, and, and keeping your video short and to the point, if you are talking, uh, you, you really want to keep it under 15 seconds to start with. Like I, I get videos from clients that are like a minute or 45 seconds and I'm chopping out a lot of what they're saying. Cause it's just like straight to the point. Like we just want to get to the point. Um, if you, uh, if you're, I mean, okay. So TikTok's known as like a dancing app, right. But like, you don't have to dance to be on TikTok, but you can dance on TikTok and you don't have to be good at it. And it is fun and you can like add text to it. Um, but those kind of things can help you stand out. Um, so it, it, you have to think about what is going to be relatable to the people that you're trying to reach. So I think that one of the things I see with a lot of business owners is, um, creating content that other business owners can relate to. Um, and that's not necessarily your audience. So having a really good understanding of what type of content your audience can relate to. Um, so if your audience are dog lovers or dog owners, like, can you create content that dog lovers would appreciate, you know, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's all content of your dog and there's barely any talk of your actual product, but you're able to build an audience um, and uh, and around dog content. Um, then if you can find things that are like uh, in line with your niche, so like no bones dog, I'm not sure if you're not on TikTok, you might have no idea what I'm talking about, but there's like this old pug and he, um, people were like obsessed with him saying if it was going to be a bones or no bones day, but he's a dog, right? So like, if you had a dog product, you could stitch those videos or do at those videos or comment on all those videos or, you know, start getting yourself in with that, with that, or, you know, like if you can find something like a trending idea or topic on TikTok and become a part of that conversation, um, that's, that could be helpful too. Yeah, I love that. Um, that brings up another good point is, you know, uh, a lot of people don't realize when you go to social media that if you don't have an avatar or uh, a persona that, you know, that you're kind of going to uh, be shooting in the dark. So uh, just to share with the audience, a tool that I love that's free that works pretty well, I'll post it in the chat if you're with us live here, is HubSpot.com make-my-persona. Go there and just build your persona real quick and and that'll give you a lot of ideas on content and things to create um, that will resonate with your audience. The, the, I didn't know, I'm going to have to seek this pug out cause we have a 13 year old female pug and, and, uh, she can't hear. So, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sort of wishing I had dog food, you know, to sell right now. Cause I, I, I'm already thinking of some great content. Um, so if, if, uh, you know, if, if people can't, uh, you know, they, they can't get into TikTok. I know that's what we've really been concentrating on, you know, what yeah. are, what are some other platforms? I know you, you, you were talking to Instagram and Facebook. I mean, if, if TikTok's your number one, what would be your backup? Would it be Facebook groups? Would it be Instagram stories? Would it be, um, you know, what, what would people do if they just can't get into TikTok? Okay. Um, so I, with, with Facebook groups, I actually, um, I just made this, uh, thing that's like nine ways to make a sale on social media today. And Facebook groups is like one of the fastest, easiest ways um, to do that. So I think there's a huge advantage to Facebook groups, like not even necessarily building your own Facebook group, but being in strategic Facebook groups that you can then um, be a part of the conversation. 
So I do, I, I see a lot of value in that. That is definitely a different type of marketing. It's not um, necessarily like social media <laughs> marketing or social media strategy, but it is a really great way to, um, to get in front of people and um, to get quick sales. Uh, but um, I would say Instagram would be my, um, my backup plan. And again, with, with the video, I like we, um, when we manage Instagram accounts for, um, for clients, we're in the stories, we're creating video, we're, we're not just posting on the feed, um, because there's just a lot more to Instagram. And there's a lot more to the way that people are consuming content right now um, than that. But so yeah, I, again, like, I, it's hard for me, I can't, I can't like, commit to a favorite but obviously I have a huge I lean hard towards TikTok but I hope that you guys all understand that it is because I see the value in it and it's much more valuable to than the other platforms as far as like using social media to your advantage um but there is there's definitely things about Facebook that you could use to your advantage or things about Instagram you could use to your advantage if you're just trying to reach people quickly TikTok's the way to go Awesome. So, uh, yeah, or, or uh, you know, we were talking about the what's going to be next. All you need to do is watch Gary V, right? Gary V will tell you what the next big platform is. <laughs> I actually haven't yeah, watched it in a while. Yeah, but all we're talking about is NFTs, NFTs, and then Web3, really. I think the next thing is Web3, but that's like a whole nother, like, huge yeah you know yeah and and i i must be getting old because i totally would have been into that kind of stuff like five maybe ten years ago but now i'm just like i'm I'm getting to the point where i'm the old dude who was like i just i don't get it i'm not buying that weird cartoon for a thousand bucks like i just no thanks i'd rather go buy a rental property like i just it, i i don't quite get it but um yeah, that is a whole nother conversation. Crypto, on the other hand, I'm definitely into. I, I do some crypto day trading and AI bots and all that fun stuff. But um, I guess it's all what you're into. That's another good point, uh, you know, is being, you know, being passionate about what you're doing, right? Because if you try to get on social media and just force yourself to produce content, um, I mean, in the beginning, it might be fine just to kind of exercise that muscle, but people are going to see through you if you're if you're posting stuff that's just kind of like manufactured, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and like, I think if you're not, there's something to be said about the energy that you bring to what you're creating. And so if you're creating content and you're not excited about it, uh, like I would suggest find somebody who can help you. Um, if it's not an agency like mine, um, it, maybe it's just a VA that can create um, graphics for you that's in your scheduling, you know? Um, but if you're, if, if if you're coming to it with just like this feeling of dread, uh, that's not really a good way to spend your time. So I would definitely suggest getting some help because of course there's a, there's a huge, there's importance to it and there's value to it. Um, but, uh, you want to, you don't want to be stuck doing something that you don't want to do. Yeah. So are there any cases at all where a client comes to you and they say, okay, I'm into the organic thing, but I also want to spend some ads and if they do that, kind of how are you spending that ad money? Or is it just to, uh, you know, try to get more clicks? Is it try to get more views? Kind of what, what's the strategy to combine your organic stuff with some paid ads? If you want to kind of yeah, cheat so, and get ahead of the line. Yeah. So um, we, we, we have run ads for clients multiple times. Um, the thing about running Facebook ads is, um, number one, as an e-com brand, you need to remember that your purpose of running ads is really for the the longevity of the customer. And so your 
um, email need your email game should be on um, on point so that you can continue to um, to keep these people as customers. So you're probably going to pay. Um, it, you know, you might not get much of a return off of your first sale with these people. So you're really depending on the second, third, fourth. And honestly, I know an amazing e-commerce um, email person I should connect you with so you can have them on here because uh, they could probably be super valuable to to um, your audience. Um, and so uh, if you ever, if you're running Facebook ads, um, you want to be sure that you're letting Facebook know exactly what that objective is that you want them to do. So don't ever run ads. There's a lot, right? Like your page needs to be set up. You need to have your pixel there. You need to make sure that Facebook can collect all the data that it needs to. Um, and then <clears throat> tell Facebook that you want, uh, if you want people to convert as a buyer, you need to tell Facebook to find you conversions. Don't tell Facebook to find you web traffic. Don't tell Facebook to find you likes. You want Facebook to find you conversions and so that it knows who else to find. Um, Facebook AI is working to understand the data that's being given to it. So if you tell Facebook, like, find me web traffic, but you really want conversions, Facebook's only finding people who are likely to click on that link and go to your webpage, not people who are willing to buy. So um, there, there's just a couple of things like, it, it really depends. I when people come to me wanting to to uh, you know buy Facebook ads, we have to have a lot of conversations about what they actually want to do because I don't like to see people waste their money. And I know that Facebook is a very valuable tool and 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 it's a beast and it's got so much data and so many people on it. But I want to be sure that everything is set up for you so that you're getting the biggest bang for your buck. Um, Boom Cosmetics is one of the biggest e-commerce um, brands and they're selling through their email list. So that's why I tell you, your email list is super important and they're running billions of dollars of Facebook ads, but they're making all of their money through their email list. So the Facebook ads are great. They're really great for building your email list. They're really great for, um, if you want to grow your Facebook page, you can run a likes campaign and grow your Facebook page. If you want to grow your Facebook group, I actually have a client right now that we're, we're um, building her Facebook group by running a likes campaign. We're getting likes for like, you know, 15 to 25 cents a like, and then inviting them into our group so that we can grow our group and that can be an asset for their business. So um, there are some, some things, low dollar things you can do like that. Um, if you are running, you know, conversion ads, make sure that your Facebook shop is set up. Um, make sure that your pixel set up, make sure that your email game is set up and, um, and kind of go from there. Ezra Firestone's a beast and and he is like the Facebook master. Um uh the podcast they're on. I can't remember the name of the podcast. It is one of my favorites digital though. Digital marketer. Um, yeah. Well, yep. their brand is digital marketer. Digital yeah. marketer, yeah. yeah. Yep. Molly Pittman, I think, is his co-host. Yeah, fantastic. One of yeah. my favorites. I actually haven't listened to it in, in quite a while, but um it, if you're still kind of newer to the Facebook uh ads game, absolutely suggest that. Um on that same token, kind of, you know, you're not only uh, you know somebody's doing social media, but you're also running a small business. And that's what everybody listening to this podcast is doing. Any, uh, you know, tips or tricks or anything that kind of, uh, you know, that as you were building your business that you were like, oh, I wish I could have told myself six months ago to do this, not this. <laughs> so many things, right? Um, I think that one of the biggest lessons that I'm learning right now um, is to be patient. I think that at the beginning, I was like super in a hurry to um, reach a certain level and get to, um, 
big, huge goals. And um, one thing I'm like super leaning into right now is um, to be more patient, to keep my energy high. Um, my coach says like protect the asset. So I, I know I mentioned that a little bit, but um, I, I work really hard to keep my energy at a high level so that I can attract more high level things to me and not worry so much on controlling the outcome, but more of just um, keeping myself in a good place so that I can, you know, keep everything else good. I feel like that was really woo woo, but <laughs> no, that's fantastic. I'm super into woo woo. So is my wife. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Right I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, the secret is, is one thing, but like we both did something called landmark education, which is all about, yeah, it's kind of like the secret where, you know, you're creating stuff and visualizing it every day and things like that. And it is super woo, woo but if you talk to majority of the successful people, they all say they've got a morning ritual where they meditate and do all yeah. these things. And, and if you look at the commonality of all those things, you know, it's pretty apparent that, you know, whether it's woo, -woo or not, it's working. So, um, you know, anything I else, I totally agree. Anything else that you want to share in terms of, uh, you know, I'm big into personal development now, development now as a business owner for many, many years. That's one of the things I wish I would have done early on, because if you do the personal development, everything else will come. Um, any books, podcasts, um, anything like that, that you want to share that ha have made a big impact in what you're doing? Absolutely. Um, so one of the first books that I think really changed my life was um, Jensen Chero's book, uh, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say that about that book. So that book was, um, pretty absolutely amazing. Um, the book right now that I'm reading that I can feel again, is completely shifting my life is, um, super attractor by Gabby Bernstein. Um, but I do have a morning routine that I've been doing since I started my business. And I attribute a lot of what, a lot of where I've gotten to that. Um, I, practice daily gratitude. So I write down five things that I'm grateful for every single day. I write down my goals every single day. Um, I do take walks <laughs> with um, listening to positive affirmations. I'd be sure to prioritize um, working out. I, that was one thing that Amy and I connected on is um, I, I've been doing CrossFit for the last almost four years. Um, and so, yeah, like prioritizing your mental and physical well-being is huge. Um, it, when building a company, because it, it it's it's hard, right? Like we all know that. Like building building a business is really hard for all sorts of reasons. So, um, as much as you can keep yourself protected and your your mindset protected, um, and it's gonna it's gonna be a lot a lot better. I love it. All right, Jen. So let people know how they can get a hold of you. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Uh, now's the time. Yeah. So I really wish I had my other thing ready for you guys, but it wasn't quite ready. So in the chat, I do have, um, a, it's a 25 ideas for TikTok and Reels. So we've talked a ton about it. If you're interested, I can get that over to you. Um, but you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Keyheart Marketing. Um, and it's spelled K-E-E-H-A-R-T um, Marketing. And then um, I'm on LinkedIn, Jen McKee. I'd love to connect with you there. Um, I do really love to connect with you guys. So um, please find me on Instagram is like where you'll find the most like personal me, but I'm also obviously on TikTok a ton. So um, I, I would love to connect with you guys and feel free to reach out with um, any ideas or questions or just to connect. I love to like have coffee chats and, you know, just meet new people. Um, so I, yeah, that's it. I would love to connect with everybody.
Yeah, go do a duet with. Uh, I'm sure she's got a fancy like uh, TikTok. So go and and duet with Jen on TikTok <laughs> with her fancy like video. Like you have one, don't you? <laughs> you have one, don't you? Tell me the truth. I just I have a ton of TikToks. So yeah, you were welcome to duet any of my TikToks. <laughs> hey Jen, really nice uh, chatting with you today. Thank you so much for for being on. Really appreciate it. For everybody who joined us live uh, in the meeting, we really love having you guys here live when we record the episodes. Uh, we do it every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific time, selleroundtable.com. If you haven't yet, please rate, review, subscribe. Share this with somebody if you got some value out of it. We'd really, really appreciate that. Uh, we've been doing this for a while now, and we try to just continue to bring you guys great content. If there's anything you want uh, to hear about on the podcast, uh, please drop us a line. Uh, LinkedIn is where I live the most. So uh, I believe my link is uh, linkedin.com forward slash in. And then I believe it's selling on Amazon. So it's pretty uh, pretty easy to remember. Uh, drop me a line there, connect with me there. Um, and I'm happy to answer questions as long as it's short and concise. If you write me like three paragraphs, I get a little frustrated, I have to say. So value my time and I'll I'll definitely get back to you guys. I really, really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time on the Seller Roundtable. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.